Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome. I jumped. I jumped the gun way too early. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. I got Rick on uh, Zoom. Zoom, we yeah. have video now. I know, crazy. Making progress that was planned progress, uh, but coronavirus ended that planned progress. Uh, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Uh, we got a lot to get to in this episode. I believe, did I say the date? It's April 14th, Tuesday. I don't know what date it is. Uh, the, the NFL day, draft is 10 days away, friends. 10 days away. Um, so we got a lot of news pertaining to that. Um, we're going to finish our ranking series this week or early ranking series this week with our, uh, top 12 tight ends on this episode. We're going to talk about the top six and then we'll move on to the other six. The other six should probably be more interesting this, than this episode, but I'm not telling yeah. you not to listen to this one cause it's important. Um, we will spend probably 25 minutes on this episode. I promise. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. we know we know the news. Yeah, is, is always long. Um, before we get into the news, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Uh, like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Just click it. Click it really hard. And leave a review <laughs> and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, so let's move right into the news, bro, Chacho. Um, let's do it. So the Athletics, Zach Kiefer expects Naheem Hines, the uh, pass catching back from the Indianapolis Colts, to get uh, plenty more action, if that's an actual phrase, um, yeah. on offense this year. Plenty more action Which, on offense. That makes a lot of sense, considering what Philip Rivers likes to do. He could yeah. be the Austin Eckler, maybe, of that offense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... It's not exciting. No, not really. <laughs> uh, the Athletics Daniel Popper reports the Chargers are still very high on third round, uh, third year running back Justin Jackson. I remember uh, I employed him in 2018 for a game. Needed a running yeah. back. Um, when Melvin Gordon was injured or something. Yeah. And uh, he was good. He was okay. Um, I don't know what this third year running back situation is going to be for him. Um, he obviously is probably going to get a little more opportunity. Um, sure. Justin Jackson. I mean, um, Austin Eckler is going to get all the work, uh, but I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if Justin Jackson got some opportunity. There's also, um, I think he will. There's also a situation where the chargers possibly draft a, a, a running back this year. That could be a thing. Yeah. Probably later in the draft, but I could see that. Uh, the Chiefs signed running back DeAndre Washington. Now, normally, this has no fantasy relevance whatsoever. What this does mean is that they're either A, going in Damian Williams' direction, uh-huh. or they are uh, they're choosing to uh, basically say, hey, we're not going after free agent running backs. We're going to, or good free agent running backs. We're going to try to get one in the draft. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see where they're going to go. Um, I, I honestly, some of these rankings and some of the guys I really like, I'm trying to hold off on being really excited about until we actually know who's on the football team. <laughs> who, yeah. Who the crap no, they draft. That is, that's very true. 
Like so I went to the draft. I'm really excited about Damian Williams this year for some reason, and I don't know if I should be excited as excited as I am until after the draft. We're probably gonna draft a running back. Uh, that would I, be every mock draft I've seen has been drafting a running back. In the first uh, which rounds. one? Um, the guy out of Ohio, Ohio State. Oh, okay. His name. Is it? Um, I don't want to say the wrong name. I know that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> anyway, uh, GM Brandon Bean said Devin Singletary definitely could be the workload guy. Whatever that. Oh, means. I love that. I, I like I it. That. But oh, I love it. Definitely could. Could yeah, it doesn't mean it's for sure. Why is? But if it does happen, why did they say could? That's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, but Singletary if it does should. happen, dude. Not could. Switch the C for an SH. Should. Be the workload guy. He definitely should. Uh, yes, I agree. So Alabama quarterback Tua Tangavaloa Viloa. That's I'm getting there. I'm getting much there. Said it. Tua Tangavailoa. Like His agent. Yeah, it's true. It's going to take me at least a whole season. Um, insist his clients uh, surgically repaired hip is not at risk for re-injury. Did you see the tape? I saw a little bit of it. And uh, he looks okay. He looks pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Um, I'm not, like, super concerned about Tua. No, I'm not either. Uh, I think the it's hip injuries are tough, but I, he's a lefty, and it was on the right side, right? I don't know, actually. I don't know what side it was on, but, yeah, he is a lefty. I don't know which side the injury was on. Because if it was on his right side, um, that's the front hip, which could hurt the rotation, but I'm not a doctor, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try to pretend uh, Tua should be fine uh, Speaking on Thursday, Jason Leitch GM of the Bucks claimed that uh, He has more faith than ever in Ronald Jones If they go with Ronald Jones Mr. Uh, what's his, what's the guy that was Taking all the snaps from Rojo last Peyton year Barber. Peyton Barber signed somewhere else Yeah, Don't care to remember Buried no. on some other team uh, And Ronald Jones is going to get If they don't draft a running back uh, yeah. Ronald Jones is going to get all the opportunity here in, in, um, in Tampa Bay. So, and I think that's a good thing considering, you know, Tom Brady now being there and, and probably making that, probably making that offense significantly better than it was last year. Um, yeah. giving Ronald Jones more opportunities in the red zone, uh, for running backs, unless your name is Ezekiel Elliott, touchdowns are King. So, mm. I think for him, if he if he scores, you know, twelve to fifteen touchdowns, obviously he's, he's low end RB one at the least. Well, yeah, that's. Um, but there's just no one there. Like, there's no one in Tampa Bay. I have no, there have no like reality that this offense is going to suck, and there's no one in Tampa Bay that makes me nervous that they're going to steal the job from Rojo unless they draft a guy next week. If they don't, if they don't draft anybody or don't do anything at that spot, Ronald Jones is going to fly on my board. What round? Would you want to take him in? If he's by himself, probably like the fourth or third. Okay. He's um, probably going to go in the third if he's by himself. This was interesting news. Drew Brees chose to sign with NBC Sports over ESPN when he retires next year, moving ahead of the eight ball. Oh, so it's it's like a guarantee that he's going to retire then? I did not know that. Yeah, that's... This is definitely for sure I think this is year. for sure his uh, his last year. And he, he chose NBC. Yes, Interesting. They said that they're grooming Drew Brees to replace um, Chris Collinsworth, I believe. Oh, yeah. Thank the Lord. So, (laughs) 
Wow. Uh, the Texans, this is huge news. The Texans acquired Brandon Cooks and a 2022 yeah. fourth round pick uh, from the pack uh, from the Packers, not the Packers, from the Rams in exchange for the 57th overall pick. Um, so of the 2020 draft. So um, we were talking about on our last episode that reality of Brandon Cooks possibly being traded and then three hours later it happens. Yeah. So Brandon yeah. Brandon Cooks now is, you know, he's a Texan. He's mm-hmm. presumably the wide receiver one on the team, the main option for Deshaun Watson. Um, Debatable, but yeah. I like this for fantasy football. I don't get it for the Texans. Yeah, that's the same thing with me. I mean, the whole point, at least yeah. I thought the whole point of trading DeAndre Hopkins was uh, cap and right. draft capital. Right. Which they just used that draft capital to get Brandon Cooks. Right. He was a fine receiver, but he's not even close to what DeAndre Hopkins right. is. Right. So it's not even the same fan, player. Fantasy really. wise, for, for Brandon Cooks, it's a better spot than it was with the Rams. It looks like uh, um, at this point. Bill O'Brien's just bringing in a bunch of field stretchers for some reason. Yeah. He wants to be the Chiefs, I guess. Um, um, I like it fantasy football wise, though. I think it's a great location for Brandon Cooks, where yeah, you could, you could argue that he was the third guy for the Rams, mm-hmm. more specifically last year. Um, even Robert Woods was ahead of him, so it was like it was like Robert Woods, you know, it was Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and then Brandon Cooks. And with Brandon Cooks finally going to another location, like I don't think Will Fuller is going to overtake Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be the main outside receiver. Like he's going to fill the DeAndre Hopkins role. Do I think he's going to get 170 targets or whatever it was he got last year? No. So no. Um, Gosh, no. he might probably hit one, 135, 140, which if he does, that's significant fantasy value yeah i don't i don't um, know if he'll hit that but if he does hit that you're right he'll and i think with the negativity surrounding bill o'brien and the texans and just everything that's going on right now i don't know that brandon cooks is going to be that highly valued in fantasy drafts this year so yeah. it should be interesting i he's a guy that i'm definitely looking at drafting like he could be a guy that you could get in the fourth fifth or maybe even the sixth round um yeah could I mean, fill that second yeah. wide receiver spot for sure if he falls in drafts, which he's he probably will, I don't think he'll go yeah. in the first four rounds. I don't even think he'll go in the fifth. So yeah, if really? he's like a sixth, seventh round pick, yeah, I think I think that'll be a good spot. Okay, uh, Christian McCaffrey got paid. Your boy got paid. Well deserved. He's gonna well deserved. highest paid running back in NFL history. I believe it's what seventeen million a year, sixteen million a year, sixteen. So uh, he is the highest paid running back in NFL history. Now it doesn't mean anything. Um, no, there have been arguments thing. all over the internet about whether a running back should be paid or not. And is Christian McCaffrey considered a running back? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> doesn't matter. doesn't really honestly matter at all. Um, so he gets paid. He's going to be a Panther for at least four more years. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was newsworthy. Yeah, uh, sure. The NBC sports Peter King reported a rival GM said the Patriots love Justin Herbert, but is it enough to trade up for him? interesting the Patriots also had that mentality with Baker Mayfield a few years ago yeah it's just hard it's hard to trade up when you're pick 23 yeah there's no and to trade into the top five if you it's, like a guy and the media knows you like a guy and you say I want to trade up you lose all your all your leverage yeah and so if you're the Lions trouble. would you rather trade 
down and get the sixth or fifth pick or trade down to the 23rd pick? Um, sixth like or have, fifth. Yeah, you would have to get a lot in return. So I don't, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's unlikely. I think they're probably just trying to get the Dolphins to pick him at five. Yeah. It's because the Chargers want him and they want Tua. <laughs> or vice versa. That would be a dawn move, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports the Packers and Chargers have been in touch with Oklahoma's quarterback Jalen Hurts. Both those teams, uh, well, the Chargers don't, but the Packers have a quarterback named uh, Aaron Rodgers on their football team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's a guy that got, uh, I've been watching a lot of film on, uh, or uh, the last couple of days, I've been l- watching a lot of film on quarterbacks in this class and uh, Jalen hurts. Um, he, he kind of reminds me a little bit and not in terms of running style to Lamar Jackson. Everyone will be like, Oh, our quarterbacks run differently. Yes, I get it. Um, I'm talking about the fact that he is a better runner than thrower and uh, that yeah. he needs to develop that part of his game in order to have success at the uh, NFL level. So um, he has trouble doing the, you know, the basic quarterbacking he's, more, he's actually, I think he's further ahead than Lamar Jackson was coming into the league in terms of passing. Um, but he needs some development. He needs some work. And um, mm-hmm. I think he could be a fantastic fantasy option if he works out in the NFL. He's going to run for like 1,200 yards. <laughs> yeah. Just like if he, Yeah, if he does. I heard the Packers are also interested in a Jordan Love. Oh, really? Yeah. Similar, similar kind of guy. He doesn't rush it as much, but... But um, a young quarterback. Yeah, right. Tells you that they're looking for the next guy. Rogers knows he's on his way out too. Uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport's final piece of news reports: Georgia's quarterback Jake Fromm is the favorite among league quarterback coaches. Whatever that means. I think. I think that means just means like because from what we both have heard and yeah. watched from from him, he's just like an intelligent quarterback. Yeah, uh, he's going to know offenses very quick when he gets to the NFL, and I think coaches right. will like that. Okay, uh, let's move on to our tight end rankings. Um, this, I, I, I don't know why I saved it for last because it's probably maybe the most boring subject to talk about because it's yeah. always the same. It's literally every year. It's not the much same. different. Yeah. So um, we'll start off. Uh, did you send me yours? Did you send me yours? I did not, but okay. it's the same as yours except one change. Okay. So. Why don't you DM it to me right now? Okay. Um, so number one, we both right now have Travis Kelsey. I think that is uh, a couple years ago. That might have been a question. Right now, yeah. it's it's not. It's <laughs> Like you had Gronk, you were like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, 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 maybe somebody else is better than Travis Kelsey or there's arguments during the regular season. I I think George Kittle is a better tight end, but Travis Kelsey is the better receiver. I I would, Um, yeah. I mean, if we're starting an NFL franchise, I would take George Kittle, but we're talking about fantasy football here. And with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback of the Chiefs, I think. Right. Travis Kelsey's just the clear guy at number one. For sure. He's been the clear guy the last like two years now. Um, my my big question is not whether Travis Kelsey should be one because he probably will finish unless he gets hurt, will probably uh-huh. finish as the number one tight end in fantasy again. Yeah. And my question is, um, where where could you if if you were saying, Okay, I want to draft a tight end, where would you justifiably say, Okay, I like Travis Kelsey? What round? I really wouldn't even want to draft them until like me either the fourth round. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I know, no, I know like, that's it's never going to happen. People are going to draft him in a second. second. See, for me, yeah. I, when I look at him, I kind of try to draw comparisons to, uh, I guess, a previous... Um, like the I draw to the previous season and I say, okay, who was the fantasy leader? How many fantasy points did, did Kelsey score, right? So you say, okay, Travis Kelsey in half PPR league scored roughly 205 fantasy points. You go to the wide receiver position, which is essentially what he is. And the closest guy to get 205 fantasy points was the wide receiver 10. So for me, I'm justifiably okay with taking him as the 11th or 12th wide receiver off the board. Yeah. If you want to consider him a third wide receiver. Which is like late third round. But for me, I don't see the value. I don't see, like, does it give you that much of an advantage to have that good of a tight end? No, not if the other team's tight end can get a it matching depends. total. It, 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 yeah, it depends. If if you're trying to stream tight ends, then yes, yeah. it will give you a huge advantage. But if so, your tight end is like Darren Waller or someone, yeah, 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 I think yeah. you'll be fine. Uh, so Travis Kelsey had um, the same amount of fantasy points as Allen Robinson. Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of gross. So, um, and I think Allen Robinson was 11, so he would have been right around 11 or 12 if he was just a straight-up wide receiver. Which is solid. Which is, Yeah, it's very good. He's always in that range. So it's like, I don't want to take him before my top 10, 11, 12 wide receivers. I just can't do it. There's no value in it. Um, so clear number one, but don't want to draft him that high. His value doesn't match that of some of the wide receivers and running backs on the board. Um, I have a quick question. You know what? I'll save it for Thursday. I'll save it for Thursday. The quick, a quick question for Thursday. Okay. If I ever remember it. Um, so number two, uh, George Kittle, I think, I think that rounds like these two guys are definitely in the same tier. Kelsey was playing Mm. out of his mind, um, before and after he got hurt, but missed like, what was it? Three to four weeks, um, with an injury. So to me, obviously Kittle, Kittle is the closest like last year, I think we were talking about Ertz being number two. And I think it's clear. I think I had killed number two last year. You it, was a, it was a debate, though. I think, I think you had Ertz and a lot of most people had Ertz. Yeah. Um, so for me, Kittle is definitely the number two guy on mm-hmm. my on my list. Uh, I think, yeah, he's on your list, too. Number two. Yep. So um, George Kittle. Yeah, he's. He's a little bit off what Kelsey does just because of how prolific the, the Chiefs offense is. Um, yeah. San Francisco has really good weeks against good matchups, but I don't think that there is a uh, reality here where George Kittle is like this, you know, like he's not in a prolific the, offense that is going to, you know, score 50 touchdowns and, you know, throw the ball over the field. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, the 49ers love running the football. Yeah. I mean, that's just their thing. So, Obviously, Kittle's ceiling right there is capped. Um, right. Mahomes is obviously, as much as I love Jimmy Garoppolo, is much better than Jimmy Garoppolo, so that yep. also takes no effect. But Kittle's great. I mean, just off the top of my head, yeah. I watched a lot of 49ers games last year, and I think I know for a fact that he had two touchdowns taken away from penalties, and then which ended up they ended up scoring off like rushing the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I think he had another one that he dropped. So that's like three touchdowns right there, and he probably would have caught up to Travis Kelsey with those three plays. So yeah. Kittle's, I think, the very obvious number two. He's close. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's if he has another. If he, yeah, if he ascends ahead of Travis yeah, Kelsey with this year, if if Garoppolo plays to like maybe if Garoppolo plays a little bit better this year, 
I think Kittle can take that next step and be on the same level as Travis Kelsey. I think he already sure. pretty much is, but for sure, he's not far off. I think um, that's definitely the tier. His that's the top tier in half PPR, twelve team leagues. Um, his draft position is the exact same as Travis Kelsey's at two eleven. I don't. Um, so yeah, I still I still don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, I hate to spend the entire quarterback and tight end show saying don't draft the top six. <laughs> I know, but it's, <laughs> you kind of have to. It's just our strat. Um, yeah, it's just our strategy. So I think, yeah, I think if you if you had to say like right now a tier one for tight ends, I'm definitely going Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Like some people would for say, sure. you know, you you draw the line here of saying okay, you know, maybe Travis Kelsey's in a tier of his own, but I just think Kel- Kittle's so close to Kelsey that it really doesn't make a difference if you have Kelsey or Kittle. And I think the ADP shows that obviously. So um, let's get to some more substantive substantive debate. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz, number three. This is a little off pace, a little off pace to what uh, some people are doing with Zach Ertz. I've seen him five. I've seen him six. Um, Ertz had a down year last year. I saw him eight on one list. Eight? Wow. Yeah. Ertz had a down year last year. That's for sure. And he was disappointing. He wasn't the same guy. Um, You wanted him to be like, I I, I did the team in our league drafted him. Very high. Very disappointed in Zach Ertz. He kind of slapped you in the face a little bit, had a bad season. Wentz had a bad season. Their receivers were hurt. The offensive line was hurt. Like so many problems. They still won the division. What was it like at six, seven and nine? They were like, like, I think they were nine and seven. Oh, okay. Uh, But anyway, so Ertz Ertz had some really great tight end one weeks, but then he struggled at times. He's still that talented tight end. And if the offense has some improvement, you know, they're not confused at running back anymore. They're, they're repaired on the offensive line in terms of health. And mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that I would say is a major concern is probably the uh, tight end. I mean, uh, it's probably the wide receiver position. So Ertz is going to be the guy that's fed the ball here. And there's no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. He'll be a top five tight end. I think he can probably be a top three tight end. And the reason why I personally moved him up a little bit is just he right now he's a fifth round pick. And I think he could in a really good season, he could finish with the same numbers as Kittle and Kelsey if he performs at the level he did two years ago. Um, yeah. And right now at 502, you know, that's much better than spending a second round pick on George Kittle or, or Travis Kelsey. So I have him at three purely because I think he probably is the right now he's going off the as the fifth running back off the board. According to ADP from the fantasy football calculator, fifth tight end, fifth tight end off the board. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Ingram and, and Andrews are ahead of him. So but I think the value there is actually relatively decent. If you're into drafting tight ends high, um, I think Ert, Ertz is probably a perfect option for you. And that's why I have him ranked a little bit higher than some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of people are going to be looking at last year and getting burned because they took him in their second round or early in the third round, right? and he just choked. But it's not like the Eagles did a whole lot to yeah. change their offense this offseason. Um, right. I think Ertz is honestly still Carson Wentz's security blanket. Yeah. They did add the off. They did booster the offensive line a little bit, which is huge because I think that was a big problem for Carson Wentz last year. Right. Um, and he was still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you add a better offensive line, and I think Zach Ertz is going to get the ball more. Yeah, it's uh, if they draft wide receiver, obviously that's going to make a little bit of a difference. But right. the only problem that I see is Dallas Goddard, and is he going to be like Godair. how much go dare? Are they going to yeah. are they going to use him a Honestly, lot? Honestly, don't know how to say his name to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. Yeah, but how much? Yeah, that's a fair point. Like how how is he going to get used? Uh, which is why I considered moving Zachary to the lower end of this list. But to me, he's still the third tight end. Yeah. I hate to go back to last year's big three. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I just don't think that... There are some concerns for the guys that I ranked four, five, and six. And we'll get into that. Yeah, um, oh, but yeah, I, I think for these guys, like Earth, this is if he burns us this year, he's done. Like he's moving down to like nine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's see you later, Zach Ertz. But I think for this year, I think you can get another really good year out of him. Um, is this a contract year? I don't know. I wasn't sure. Uh, I can look that up. Okay, let's move on to the next guy, um, Mark Andrews. I don't know if we have them ranked in the same spot. Um. You no, have, we we have two different guys here. All right, so we have them swapped. You like Waller. Mm-hmm. I do. At four, and I like Andrews at four. I like Waller at five. So we just reversed these two guys. I'm, I'll explain. We'll talk about both at the same time. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about Mark Andrews by any means, but they did trade away Nick Boyle, so that's a good start. They don't have another tight end there. And if their offense is as good passing the football as it was last year, I think Mark Andrews will, will probably consistently be that you know top five tight end that he was last year. He gets the target share. He has the ability. He can do it. Um, and I don't see, outside of Nick Boyle being traded, which is an upgrade, obviously, for him, I don't see any changes really to that to that Ravens offense that are that are going to make me think like, oh, Mark Andrews not going to get that, you know, isn't going to get that work. So he's going to get the same work he did last year and probably going to produce the same amount. Um, as far as Darren Waller is concerned, the reason why I have him ranked one, I, I initially came out with, you know, the fact that I thought Darren Waller was better and going to be better this year than Mark Andrews was. And I'm kind of coming back on that take because I can't remember who it is, but they brought in a tight end. And it was I, Jason Witten. It was Jason Witten. And um, I don't like that. And I like the fact that they like to target the tight end position. I like the fact that they like to get the ball to Darren Waller. My concern is that every time they get in the friggin' red zone, Jason Witten's just going to steal touchdowns from Darren Waller, just like that other clown shoe Justin Moreau did all season. And it's like Darren Waller should have had a much better fantasy season last year than he did because, but he was like robbed by Foster Moreau, robbed by the other tight ends in the offense. And I think... I think there's a real concern right now that they, they still have Foster Moreau. They brought in Tony. Uh, I was going to say Tony Gonzalez. That is not right. Um, they well, brought in flash from past. Right. But they brought in, you know, a brand new tight end. And you're going to now expect Darren Waller to have another top five season like or a top three season. I, I don't see that happening. So I would rather have at this point, Mark Andrews over Darren Waller just because of that. Um, the situations for the same for Mark Andrews and for Darren Waller. I love him. I think he's an amazing tight end. I think he's extremely talented, but I think John Gruden's just that stupid. <laughs> I mean, you have a point with that. I think these guys are very, I mean, even number six too. I think all yeah. these guys are kind of in the same, same area. The reason I have Waller for though, to me, Witten doesn't matter. I don't think they're going to use Witten a lot. Okay. Um, Witt, Waller also had an insane amount of targets last year. And I think yeah. that is a good thing. You said he should have had a better season. You're right. right. He should have had a better season. He was the number one option in that offense passing wise, which was 
insane. And, and did the Raiders do anything in the offseason other than Jason Witten? Uh, who I don't think is really. I mean, they're I expected so, to no. draft a wide receiver at, at the 12th overall pick. Which would also take things away from Waller a little bit. I think it would a little bit, but I think it would. It's still not necessarily a bad thing for Waller. Yeah, and then for it's not. It's not like something that to me is going to crazy affect it because it's not like there's. Yeah, it's not like Cleveland where it's Austin Hooper and Joku and Odell and Travis. It, it would just be whoever they draft at twelve. Yeah. They still have Tyrell Williams, right? And then it's pretty much Waller, right? And yeah, so I mean, other than those three guys, and then maybe Hunter too. You could right. throw him in there. But it's not like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Andrews, I think one thing that Lamar Jackson has made clear in this offseason is yeah. they want to get Hollywood Brown to Baltimore in year two. Right. That they're going to try to use Hollywood Brown a lot. Um, and Mark Andrews had 10 receiving touchdowns last year, which was yeah, partly the reason he was he, yeah. he was great. I don't think he's going to do that again. I mean, I love Lamar Jackson, but I don't know if he's going to have the same season. As no, I, I agree year. with you there. Yeah, I'm kind of um, concerned about at least passing the football rushing. He'll do. The yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And, and it, even so, like he might throw for maybe a few more yards, but touchdowns, I'm not sure if he'll yeah. have that same total. I mean, so I would argue me, that Mark Andrews is the safety blanket for Lamar. I think you could. Yeah. I think you could make that argument for sure, but I think you can make the same argument that Waller is for Derek Carr. Yeah, that's true. At least he was last very, year. Very, very true. Um, so I will see these, these guys are both very similar though. Yeah. Um, let's final guy, Evan Ingram, both, we both have him six. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Evan Ingram's like down at nine in the ECR, I believe. And he's yeah. like, he's, he's way at the bottom of the list. And it, it is concerning for me looking at Evan Ingram and going like, why is he so low? Now I understand why, uh, the other guy that we'll talk about next week, Hunter Henry is low, but sure. Evan Ingram, man, he's, he's an extremely talented tight end. I, it is. is, it is very realistic to think, okay, he gets hurt a lot which is why he's six and not three. Yeah. I, if you were, uh, if you were to say most talented tight ends on this list, I would say Kelsey Kittle and then probably Ingram because I, yeah, think, I think Ingram I is think that talented. Him, him and Ertz are super close when it comes to that. I think for me, the only there's two, only two concerns of Evan Ingram and why he's okay. lower than Mark Andrews and Darren Waller for me. Yeah. Those two concerns is one you already mentioned, which was injuries. And then the other concern is Daniel Jones. I like, but is he going to have, is he going to have a good enough season where he gets Evan Ingram involved? He gets gold, I think uh, he'll have a good enough involved. season to get Evan Ingram involved enough to get him, to have him be a top five tight end. And Sterling top Shepard six tight end. and who's the other guy? Yeah. He's got a lot of targets, but the tight end position is just so different where you don't need to have, you know, a million freaking targets to have success. No, it's true, but Evan Ingram does rely on a lot on receptions and yards. Like he, yeah. he gets a lot of touchdowns too. But he's not one of those. He's not like a Mark. Ingram it's fair to believe, which is why Ingram is six. It's fair to believe that there is going to be concerns um, around Daniel Jones having success in the league. Um, and if he doesn't perform the way that it is anticipated and that that Giants offense just completely blows that Evan Ingram yeah. is just going to be bad. Yeah, because I mean, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, those three guys were used a lot last season. Yeah when Evan Ingram was injured. And now you right. throw Evan Ingram in the mix and Sha- Saquon Barkley's also used a lot right. in the passing game too. Fair. Um, I, I like, I, I do think Evan Ingram's really talented and, and if he stays healthy, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished his like third or fourth. Yeah. Um, but those are, those are big ifs. Yeah, that's fair. There we have it. Our top six tight ends in the right amount of time. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. 
Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you on Thursday with part two, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>